Hi, I'm Heather, Certified Transformational Life Coach and Meditation Instructor. And I'm Mary Catherine, a Certified Yoga Instructor and Truth Crusader. Welcome to The Naked Truth, a podcast for women who are ready to talk transparently about living this life as authentic women. Throw in the towel when it comes to pretending, covering up, and exhausting fake fronts and learn how to be and accept you. Each week and each season, we will discuss and break down topics that are profound, challenging, and mad real when it comes to the hearts of womankind from two women who passionately accept you right where you are. Because we've lived a little and we aren't afraid to share it. We're real, we're live, and we're women. Welcome to The Naked Truth. Happy hookah days, happy hookah days, while the hookah bells keep ringing, happy hookah days to you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mary Catherine's singing debut on the Naked Truth Podcast. So it's the most wonderful time of the year and Happy Holidays by Andy Williams are in my top 10 of Christmas carols. So welcome everyone. Uh, You are listening to the Naked Truth Podcast and my name is Heather. And I'm Mary Catherine. <laughs> you guys, she was so excited to do that. So, so excited. This has made her day. It has. It has. Yes. We are on episode eight, season six. We are going over the the phenomenon of the Danish concept of huga and bringing you all sorts of ways to and ideas to create peace and contentment and happiness into your very American life. And here we are. Today, we're going to talk about happy Huga holidays, Huga holiday parties, and how to, how to Huga your holidays, how to add that, that extra little element. I'm sure we're doing pieces of it already, but how to have that mindset as we go into the most wonderful, but often the busiest and most stressful and most hectic time of the year. So take us, take us on this journey, Mary Catherine, you're leading us today. So everybody that knows me knows that if, if I could, Christmas would start for myself and everyone I know on September 1st. Well, I take that back. not quite September 1st because that's birthday month for me. And, but October 1st. Okay. <laughs> Every, and, and so we are beyond October 1st. Has it started for you? Is there a tree up? Um, wh- where do things stand with your, with your Christmas rituals right now? Um, end of October. I have not ruled out putting up my Christmas tree today. So oh! I'll throw that up there. Um, Halloween, I, I, I'm going to say, I, I hate Halloween. There, I said it. I'm not. Oh, really? Yeah. Halloween is my least favorite holiday. Um, and I, I love Thanksgiving, but for me, Thanksgiving and that whole mindset of gratitude and thankfulness blends in to the Christmas season for me. Like that's one of the things I love about the Christmas season is that togetherness, the gratitude, all of that. 
So it's not that I hate Thanksgiving, Adrian. <laughs> I have a friend that always tells me to pump the brakes this time of year. And um, there's actually a picture of us when we did a spa weekend once I purpose in, in November, I purposely bought a Santa hat and brought it with me. And when we picked Adrian up, I was wearing the Santa hat and there's a cute picture of me drinking my Starbucks and my Santa hat and Adrian giving me the finger. <laughs> and I like to post that every year for her birthday, but um, I digress. So I want to, so for you Halloween lovers out there, I just want to stop for a moment because I will tell you that I love Halloween. I love um, instantly Labor Day. I want to decorate my house for fall. Um, And I tend to lean more toward fall style decor in in, like for Halloween Mm -hmm. of like the ghouly stuff. But as I'm getting older, I'm becoming a little more wacky and the ghouly stuff some of it's like super cool. Like, I don't know. I, like, so it just kind of depends. I have to like, if I like it, I'll, you know, it's all about decorating my house and, and having me enjoy it. Not necessarily, um, you know, for others or what others think. So I've gotten into all kind of like, you know, I love to find like, you know, different book arrangements that are, that look like, you know, the stuff that I see off of Hocus Pocus. And I, so I, I have, um, and my daughter's birthday is always the end of October and she loves Halloween. So maybe that's, um, where I've connected more with, I love decorating for fall and I love September and October and the decor that comes with that. And that oftentimes is connected to Halloween, but for you Halloween lovers out there, I'm with you. I have really, I, I really enjoy Halloween. I love passing out candy. I, Oh, I love it. I love turning my, that evening into a very hygge evening. I've been doing that for years with playlists. Sometimes it's the monster mash type stuff. Other times it's just relaxing fall music, you know, candles. And, um, I, I give so much candy to the cute little kids that have to work so hard to make it up to my front door. And then you older kids that come that are juniors in high school, you will get candy. I'm all about it. I, if you want to go trick or treating, go for it, but you're going to have to work harder because I'm not going to give you as much as that cute little kid that just like, you know, lugged, you know, every bit of energy that they had to, you know, to get to my door. So anyway, super digressing, but Halloween lovers, I'm right there with you. I, I I enjoy. I enjoy Halloween. I embrace it. So, so onward. But I'm glad that we had this little <laughs> digression because I'm going to challenge myself to find some joy over the next few days. This episode is airing after Halloween, but we're recording it before Halloween. So mm-hmm. I'm going to challenge myself to find some coziness and some huga in the Halloween season this year. So that is my challenge to myself. Very good. And, Very good. Um, but I, I, I just want to pick up on something that um, Heather had mentioned about bringing Huga to our very American lives. And this season that we are getting ready to enter into is all about giving and gratitude and between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's about gathering with the ones that we love. And I don't, Heather and I had had this conversation prior to recording the episode and we were talking about planning. Um, And I just, I know I say that a lot in the episodes, but I like to share with our listeners kind of like where we're coming from in the mindset of how we put the episode together. 
And Heather had mentioned the fact that she loves Christmas, but she hates what it's become. And as do I. Christmas is my favorite holiday. I love everything about it, but I hate what it's become. It has become um, Black Friday shopping. It has become more, more, more. It has become, um, you know, who can stack the most presents under the Christmas tree. And I I don't like the word hate, but I hate that. I do. I'm. It's okay okay to hate some things. Well, that's not what Christmas is about. It's not about materialism. It's not about how many Xbox games that you can buy for your kids. And that's, that's what I want us to talk about today. And I'm going to kind of lead off the episode. um, And Heather's going to kind of walk us through some steps at the end of it. But um, something that is a big part of my holiday traditions and it has become this way over the past six years is a party that Mark and I throw every year and it's called Friendsmas. And six years ago, my sister Melissa and I were out for a walk and we were talking about the holiday season. And we just got talking about the fact of, or how, you know, when we were younger, we remember people coming over to our parents' houses for drinks or us going over to friends' houses around the holidays. And nobody does that anymore, right? Like it's, um, there's Christmas and there's, there's, um, Christmas programs at school and band concerts and, uh, Christmas parties and, you know, work Christmas parties. But, as far as getting together with your friends at Christmas time, we didn't see a lot of that in our lives. And I said, you know, that's really unfortunate. And Melissa looked at me and she goes, why can't we have one? And I looked at her and I said, we could. And we said, we could call a friend's mess. And I can tell you exactly. We were walking around um, the hills where, where Tom and my, where my brother and sister-in-law live and we were out for a walk and I can tell you exactly where we were on the circle when we, when Friendsmas was born. And so the first year we had Friendsmas at their house and the second we were going to kind of ping pong it back and forth between Tom and Melissa's and um, I, I, I didn't live with Mark yet, but we were going to ping pong it back and forth between our house and theirs. And then after we had it here at our house, it stayed <laughs> just because it was, it was a great location. Um, and so now Mark and I have Friendsmas every year for everybody. And I've learned a lot about slowing down from this party. And I know that that sounds very reverse, but when, when, the first year that we had Friendsmas here, I was stressed to the max. I was um, making sure that everything was perfect, that everything was vacuumed, that all the toilets were clean, that everything was just pristine. And let me tell you, I scrubbed our floors the first year before Friendsmas. Never again will I make that mistake because I was scrubbing them the very next day. (laughs) So, it's taught me a lot about what is really important and what people um, like when people come over to your home, they don't care if your baseboards are clean, but they will remember if they felt welcome and if 
your home made them feel cozy and if they had a good time there. And that's what I mean about learning about what's important from holiday parties as a result of this. Um, I used to stress out about having a different theme every year. Like one year we had a margaritas and mistletoe party and, um, you know, just kind of trying to have a different theme every year for Friendsmas. And last year, as we were preparing for it, uh, my friend Kayla said, why don't you have it be a pajama party? And I said, that's a great idea. And everybody loved it so much. We've decided that Friendsmas will always be a pajama party because it's very low key. Like people go out and buy new pajamas, but they don't have to worry about what they're, um, you know, what they're wearing. Um, they get a new pair of pajamas for Christmas as a result. And it's just very cozy and very laid back. People are comfortable in their pajamas and they're not, um, you know, they're not worrying about all that kind of stuff. So the Um, men even come in their pajamas. Yes. Yes. That's fantastic. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, last year, I bought myself a pajama top that had a picture of Santa on it wearing sunglasses that said, there's some hose in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought Mark a shirt that had Santa winking and it said, ask your mom if I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we have fun with it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but. The other thing that I have come to learn about holiday parties and the stress of it all over the past few years is that you need to embrace change. And I, my idea of the perfect Christmas at age eight is not what my idea of the perfect Christmas is now. And that's okay. I'm... I no longer stress out about um, making sure that all of the, I mean, don't get me wrong. Holiday traditions are a beautiful thing. And I, I love hearing about everyone's different holiday traditions and what they do. And, but you know, our holiday tradition for the longest time was going over to my mom's parents and our nanny and papa and um, having Christmas Eve there and then eating Christmas dinner there. And that nanny and papa have both passed away. We've sold the house. That's no longer our Christmas tradition. So, and instead of being sad about that, now we can hold those memories close to our hearts and we can create new traditions to follow. Um, but when, when we talk about those, those traditions and trying to, you know, create new ones and, um, you know, holiday parties, uh, just the two, two other lessons that I've learned before I'm going to hand this over to Heather is, um, there's something to be said for spontaneity and being spontaneous when it comes to holiday gatherings and get togethers. And what I mean by that is, um, I've learned a lot I I know people that know me listening to this podcast, when I say this, they're literally going to LOL, but I've learned a lot from Mark and I've, as, as Mark and I have, as I've moved in and we've begun living together, I've learned a lot about life and about the enjoyment of life. And I know that there are people that are going to be say, I call bullshit on that, but I just want to explain that a little bit. So, um, 
as many of our listeners know, and um, people that know me, we, Mark and I live on the water and um, summertime is a very active time for us. You know, we're taking the boat out, we're doing things and their spontaneous get togethers are the best. So let's say that we take the boat out and we end up running into other people, other neighbors, and we're out on the water and it's getting late. And Mark's like, Hey, let's all come back to our place. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have dinner and hang out and have a few drinks. And I'm sitting there on the boat thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, I didn't do the dishes before I left to go out on the boat. I have piles of laundry stacked on the couch downstairs. And you know what? In, when we have friends come over, they could give a shit about that, right? They don't care. And I, and I know it's easy to say, but it's a good reminder that once again, when people come over to your home, they don't care if you've got dishes in the sink. They don't care if you have laundry stacked in the basement. What they care about is how you made them feel welcome, how you welcome them into your home. And the fun time that they had when they were there. So as we enter into this season of family get togethers, we, that needs to be a daily reminder that things don't have to be perfect. And when you go over to someone else's home to have the same mindset, I don't care if they've got shit stacked everywhere. Did you have a good time? Did you make memories when you were there? That's what's most important. And the one thing that I find myself reminding myself at least once a Christmas season and it, for me entering into this time of year and my friend Amy and I talk about this all the time because at work, this is our busiest time of year from, from budget season till the tax return is final is our busy time. And it gets really busy this time of year as we're trying to finalize budgets and get ready for year end. So unfortunately, my favorite time of year is also my busiest time of year, which I know most busiest is uh, incorrect grammar. So please don't send me messages on that. I realize that it's wrong, but um, trying to slow myself down is hard and I have to do it almost on the daily throughout this season. Mm -hmm. But I always try to remind myself that this could be the last Christmas I get to spend with a loved one or could be my last Christmas. You never know. So who cares if the turkey is dry? Who cares if <laughs> you don't have your fourth Christmas tree put up? Who cares if the wrapping paper isn't perfect on the gifts? It's not what this season is about. It's about our loved ones. It's about being together and all of that stuff. So I well, just, that, that's me setting the stage. Well, some tips. And okay. So I, um, as Mary Catherine said, um, when we were talking about this and prepping, I said, you know, it's not that I hate Christmas. I just don't really love what it's become. And Christmas is like a wolf in sheep's clothing. I love the season. I feel like Christmas is a season. You know, I mean, yeah, there's we have winter here in Michigan, but Christmas, it, it, it is a season and it starts 
for me, it, it does start well before Thanksgiving, but definitely kicked off kind of like the evening of Thanksgiving. Um, we go right into that season. And, you know, that season is portrayed as the happiest time of the year, filled with gifts and cards and endless get togethers and plenty of eating and drinking. But there's another side. We all know it. And it's become kind of like it's become the wolf. It's endless to do lists, you know, feeling like there's not enough time in the day, not enough money, not enough left on the credit card, not enough, you know, energy to keep up with all of the things that feel like they're a massive priority and that you feel like you have to say yes to. It's freaking exhausting. It is exhausting and it's so commercialized. And every year we all probably have that thought that we need to strip things down to basics, but let this be your year. Let this be a happy Huga holiday where we simplify and we, we embrace minimalism. And how can you do that? Number one, be clear and upfront. Um, I think about the Christmas that I want, um, you know, I want it to be smaller and meaningful and the wolf that I mentioned earlier, that's the Christmas that I don't want. I think about what my ideal Christmas looks like now in my adulthood and how it makes me feel. Um, and then I do my best um, to create that. Um, it, it does feel daunting, and but it's important to, to be clear and upfront and to share that vision with your close family and friends so they know what to expect. You can tell people that uh, why you want to have a more minimal Christmas and be clear that they understand. And, you know, an example would be you don't want to go further in debt and you want to cherish what's really important and you don't want additional clutter. And um, you can make it clear that you don't want it to be about gifts. Some people will listen to that. Some don't. And you'll need to roll with that <laughs> because that's OK. That may be how some people you know, what, the, the, how they express their gratitude toward you. So, um, and next learning to say no to the, um, even, you know, we're under, um, as much pressure to say yes in everything that, that we're involved in at Christmas, the meals out, the parties, work events, presents for everyone, then their kids and their kids. And, um, we can do all of this and more, but we can't do it all at once. And we can only do so much and make sure I, ch I challenge you to do this Christmas season, what it is that you really want to do. Uh, you have a choice to say no to certain events and it is okay to do Christmas your own way. It's, it's really easy to worry about hurting other people's feelings and we say no to them. And, um, you know, tr trust me when I say that being a people pleaser will get you nowhere. Um, I've been there. Still <laughs> oh, struggle it, with it. It um, won't really get you nowhere. It'll take you backwards. It sure will. Yes. Um, but we're being unjust to ourselves by saying yes to things that we don't want to do um, because we aren't saying yes wholeheartedly. And um, if you're saying yes to things that you want to say no to, you're not being true to yourself. So um, remember Nancy Reagan in the 80s, listeners, just say no. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Um, okay. The whole what people think methodology. Um, we're hired 
we're, we're hardwired as humans to care what people think of us. It's normal. And, um, you'd, you'd probably be a psychopath if you didn't worry about that at all. Um, but, but, um, if you want a more minimal Christmas, think about why, and then think about how important that is compared to maybe what others think. Um, so for example, if spending quality time with your family is more important than attending that work event that you really didn't want to go to, but you're worried that you'll let people down and you can only do one, make sure that you're doing the one that aligns with your values. It may be the whole neighborhood lights up their whole yard with all of these lights or whatever. And maybe you'll stick out like a sore thumb at Christmas more than any other time of the year, because maybe that's not important to you. There's no lights outside. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Um, so the whole, you know, um, fear of missing out um, has, uh, you know, a lot to answer for this. It's become part of our culture. It keeps us as busy, um, as physically possible. It's constantly, we're overscheduling ourselves, overfilling our lives with things we don't really want and we definitely don't need. And um, be okay with going against the grain and being different and even being proud of it. Um, I, I do like outdoor lights and I used to, I've never gone massively overboard. I haven't really had the, um, I'm a little afraid of heights, so I haven't really had the, um, the opportunity to really get up high in the trees and go, but in the past I would have done that though. I would have, if I would have had the ability to do so, but now um, okay, they're corny and tacky, but I have one of those little spotlights that fills my whole house, the whole front of the house, and it looks like I have um, um, uh, snowflake, like all over my house. And yes, my neighbors, I have heard that they call it my seat, the seizure lights, because they, I, and it's, but it's one, it's one light. And I have these three little trees on my front porch that light up. So three little trees and one spotlight. And that's oh. what I do. And you know what? If I, I wouldn't feel bad if this coming year, I didn't want to do that. Um, and you shouldn't either. Do what works for you. And decorations. I, I'm going, I'm going in deep with this concept, you guys, this year about decorating. So I'm going to get serious about decluttering the decks. Um, to <laughs> minimize the decorations and as I'm getting everything out I did this with my fall decor as well I I ask myself if I love it do I love this um get it out and get serious about decluttering it all and I guarantee that you'll never feel happier with the way your house looks if you just minimize as you get things out do I love this do I want to put this out and um you know we don't need all of that our um our home does not have to look like a Santa's grotto to make it a great Christmas. It doesn't. And Can I, I had a question to ask when you're decluttering. Yeah. Is this going to help make a memory? There you go. That's because awesome. I, I just think back to my favorite Christmases and yes, like I, I do have, some of the decorations that were on Nanny's Christmas tree and my grandma Donnellan's Christmas tree. Yes, I have those things. However, when I think back to my favorite Christmases, I really couldn't tell you what decorations 
nanny had out or grandma Donalyn had out, but I can tell you who was there and I can tell you the memories that we made. I mean, and some of those memories involved certain things, but not all. So is it, is it going to help make a memory? Yeah. When, and when I think about what I enjoy the most about the season, it's the smells. It's the, it is the soft lighting. I love the little fairy light feel of my home at night. And there are certain, there's certain pieces of decor that mean so much to me. And I love put, I enjoy putting them out and then, and then seeing them every day. And so it's, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of crazy about how my house smells and I'm always looking to evolve that and add to that and then add to the warm glow of the light. And um, by all means, if you do, if if you love having your home look like Frankenmuth Bronner's, that that's what you need to do. Then, if you love that, um, but just make sure that you're decorating with intention. Um, reframing some gift giving ideas here. Gifts really aren't necessary. Um, it's that's um, it, honestly that's repeating worth repeating gifts are not necessary oh and uh, yeah i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but i when you said that it reminded me of one other um thing i was going to share at the beginning of the episode when it when we were talking about you know like huga and just um so gifts are not necessary they're nice but they're not necessary it's more about you know what we've been talking about right so this year Um, my, our, our ladies, my, my friends here in the neighborhood in years past, we have bought each other individual Christmas gifts, which are wonderful. Last year, the Christmas gifts that I got were beautiful, um, very heartfelt, very personalized. But this year with as busy as the season gets, we are picking a night to go to dinner at a restaurant that we've all wanted to go to together. We are buying one gift and we're going to do one of those Pinterest games where you, you know, move the gift two spots to the left, one spot to the right, pass it across the table. We'll all go home with a gift, but we will not have to worry about buying four or five different gifts and we will have an experience and a night out together that will mean more to us. Yes. And it it is about experiences. Yes. uh, gifts aren't necessary, but it doesn't mean that they have to be avoided altogether. And um, don't be afraid to suggest a no gift policy. Um, I, honestly, a lot of your friends and family may even be relieved. Yeah. Um, it, my um, people to buy gifts for lists over the years has been heavily edited. And I do still buy gifts for some family because um, they would be hurt if, if, if I didn't. And so it means something to them. And the last thing that I want to do is hurt feelings at Christmas. So you have to gauge that wisely. Um, but unless there's a specific request, um, opt for experiences that people will enjoy more, more over stuff that they simply don't need. 
And it, it is not the gifts as Mary Catherine has been reciting, you know, her memories and, and what she remembers about the past and what she takes with her. Um, you're, the wrapping paper, it's all going to be thrown away. The tree comes down. The leftovers are gone a week later. The credit card statement arrives in January. You know, it's going to be the little things that didn't cost you a thing that you're going to remember about, about your holidays. Last year, um, I opted instead of buying three of my nieces um, gifts, which I normally would have, I talked to my sister-in-law and I said, look, I don't, I don't want to get them gifts. They get a bunch of gifts every year. I'd like to buy them an experience. And instead of buying them each gift, which I would have spent, you know, anywhere from 20 to $40 on instead I bought them each a ticket to a U of M softball game. Mm. They all softball. They love softball. The tickets, I think, were eight bucks a piece. And we went the first Sunday in May. Actually, it was May 1st um, because it was my other niece's birthday. Um, and we went to a U of M softball game. They had never been to any U of M sporting events, which I've took my niece and nephew to the big house for the first time. And I would like to take all of my nieces and nephews to the big house for the first time. Um, but this was just the softball field right next door. And um, we, we went down for the day. We watched the game. We stopped for lunch. And on the way home, um, my niece, Elena said, aunt Mary, this was the best day ever. And that meant more to me than any gift I could have ever bought them. And they loved it. And I don't, I think this year we might go to a volleyball game or maybe we'll go to another softball game. But this year we're definitely doing an experience. That's it's, awesome. Yep. And a perfect example. Perfect example of what we're talking about. So here are some tips for a more minimal and meaningful Christmas. And folks, it's okay to start small. And I guarantee that even just one or two of these tips will make your Christmas season less stressy and more meaningful. How you like that? Dressy. I love it. That's it. I just rolled off the tongue, but I like it. Um, make sure any gifts that you do give are useful and can be experienced. Think experiences over things. Um, keep your decorations simple and manageable. One Christmas tree is plenty. I, I, I put up more than one because I enjoy them. But if you feel, if that is not something you enjoy and you feel pressure just to have every room decorated and it's not something that just brings you peace and contentment and it just feels like work, one tree is plenty. I wish um, I had one of those little buzzer things and I could buzz it and go, less stressy, <laughs> less stressy. Exactly. Yes. Create a Christmas vision and write it down and think about the kind of mood that you want and yeah. how you want Christmas to make you feel. So do that the week of Thanksgiving. Just how, how do you want this Christmas season to feel? How, what, what do you want to create in your house? And then keep coming back to that for focus. Um, agree to price limits on, on gifts with family and friends and then stick to it. Um, so uh, next, don't spend what you can't afford. Nothing is truly worth that. Um, instead of catching up with friends over yet another meal out. Um, but I do love meals out. So, but that can get overwhelming if you've got five meals out in a week. So instead of catching up over a meal, 
go for a walk. Think of another, go to a coffee shop, spend, be creative on how you can spend quality time together. Um, Take some time to switch off technology. It's the easiest way, as we've been talking about in the season with Embracing Uga. It's the easiest way to create some breathing space and then to stop comparing yourself to others as well, because you'd be off the social media train. Um, Say no to something you really do not want to do and use that time to do something you do want to do. Um, I am committed to surrendering myself to do less, um, but with more meeting this Christmas. And I challenge you all to join that with me. And honestly, that is where the Christmas magic really happens, folks. Um, at the beginning of your holiday season, I'm going to go back to this. Um, write down your vision. Write down, put together a list of what you're most excited about this season or what you really definitely want to do. And this little exercise, I think, can help you and me and all of us focus on the things that really matter. And um, some of them are simple moments. Other of others might be more exquisite, but they're all special in their own way. And to know what you want to get out of this season um, and actually sitting down and making some goals for that and putting pen to paper can really help you achieve what you want to achieve with it. So, folks. Until next time, when we bring. Oh, can, I, can I just put in one? Yes, of course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, as as we talk about all of these ideas, which are great to incorporate into your holiday season, um, I didn't. I I I don't know Heather why I didn't think of this when I was doing um my little introduction earlier in the episode, but a couple of years ago, my friend Amy invited me to during the Advent season, which for those of you um that aren't familiar with Advent. Um, it's a, a four week, um, religious season leading into Christmas. And it just talks about, um, you know, preparation for the the birth of Christ. And Amy invited me to do an Advent Bible study with a group of ladies. And it, this, if you are not a religious person, that's cool you do you. Um, but for those of you that are, it doesn't have to be huge. You can find free Advent, um, programs online. Um, the best Advent ever is a free Advent preparation from dynamic Catholic that you can just go online and, um, sign up for it. And Matthew Kelly, who is the founder of dynamic Catholic, will send you, um, you'll get a video, like a two to three minute video every day. Um, and it, it just, it's not, it's not overtly religious. It's just more about finding the reason for the season. And I, I offer that because incorporating something like that into your daily routine, I think is going to help you find that presentness in the moment find keeping yourself present in the season, being able to appreciate all of the things that Heather is talking about throughout this holiday season and just kind of returning your focus back to what's important. And it's just kind of a daily callback, a daily reminder to, Hey, you know, putting up that fifth. Oh, hi. Hi puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Putting Up that fifth Christmas tree. Isn't that big of a deal. 
but remembering what's important about this holiday season is. So I'm sorry. I didn't want to steal your thunder ending the episode, but I just forgot to mention my that. thunder. Okay. Well, I mean, no, I'm this sorry, is fantastic. But you know what I mean. And, and my dogs are making their grand appearance. Um, <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that I kept the listeners around long enough. Absolutely. To- Hello, listeners from Charlie <laughs> and Shiloh. They are making their appearance. Charlie. Yes. And oh, folks, I'm sorry. First of all, don't ever apologize. I for know. Me. I know. I just. Uh... <laughs> this is this has been a wonderful episode to discuss um, and plan how to go into this holiday season with a fresh mindset. And it's helped me and I hope it's helped you as well. And until next time, folks, we're real, we're live and we're women. Thank you for listening to The Naked Truth. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for new episode notifications, as well as updates and random pieces of positivity to brighten your day. That's The Naked Truth Podcast on Facebook and at The Naked Truth Pod on Instagram. And shout out to Ewart Williams for our epic theme song and Michaela Shope for our top-notch cover art.